Welcome to Functional Design Enclosure. I'm Christoph Newman. And I am Nate Jones. We're here to help you use Clojure and functional programming to make your everyday life as a developer less frustrating and more fulfilling. Yes, yes, indeed. We love talking about Clojure and we love talking with other people about Clojure. So um, are you feeling stuck? Are you um, trying to use Clojure for something and, and just run up against a wall or did you come from an OO background and can't understand what all this functional hype is about? Um, we're here for you. We want to talk with you and the, at you. <laughs> that's right. Did you check the Closure GitHub page and you didn't see a commit in the last two weeks and you panicked? Maybe Closure <laughs> is dead. If if you feel that way, come hang out in our Closure in Slack and see it's very much alive. You can join us in the Closure Design Dash Podcast channel, or you can tweet at us at Closure Design or send us an email to feedback at closuredesign.club. Yes, yes. Please do reach out. So we are now firmly in a, a series that we are quite enjoying. Uh, I in case you haven't heard, uh, please listen to the other episodes. We will link to them. Uh, but we're talking about uh, closure idioms and kind of focusing in on uh, a single cl uh, closure core function uh, each week, um, trying to talk about how we use that and 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 how we might not use that. Uh, <laughs> that's that's that, that that's that's the end result. Um, lots of times is that we do use them, uh, but we also often find interesting ways of using them. And so today we're talking about partial partial application of the functions. Yeah, I I don't know if we'll be able to cover everything about partial in this episode. Oh no. <laughs> You'll have to listen to another episode because we'll only partially, yes. <laughs> oh. Let it begin. Let the puns begin. <laughs> That's one of the great things about podcasting about core functions is the core functions are so amenable to puns. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think, yeah, closure is a set of verbs that you can use to work on our data, which, is, which are nouns. And it's just such a rich set of verbs that we love to um, we love to, to take them and twist them in other ways. Yes, we love punning so much. We we pun in our code. <laughs> <laughs> so partial, yes, partial, partially apply. Well, not yeah, partially apply. It's it's create take a function that takes a certain number of arguments and and set some of those arguments and return a new function. That, that just takes the rest. I remember the first time I ran across this, oh boy, it's been a while, but it took me a minute to, to get that. It's like, why, why would you wanna take a function that takes three arguments and then essentially just assign the first argument and then have a new function that, that has the other two, it just takes two more arguments now. And of course it didn't help that I, I encountered this in academia and academia was all about like partially like like partial plus two and now now you have a function called add two and then and now you can pass any number you want to add two and it will add two to it and it's just like i did not i did not see the point like like well right why, why would i ever want to have a function that did that you know i think right i think partial is really good at at making like curating a set of functions um, like all of the adder functions, like in this contrived use case that you just talked about, you know, I want to have a bunch of functions that might add a, a particular number to 
it, their argument. Well, I can I can make those without having to define them, but but why would I ever want to do that? You know, why would I ever right. want to actually to make that function? How would that ever be useful? I think yeah. And so the first the first use that I ran into where is like I had an aha moment is I was writing a web handler because in Ring those web handlers it basically just take one function, the one argument. They take the the request that comes in. And I know there's like composure and stuff. You can have it take more, but uh, basically it takes a request that comes in. And But I needed to access the database in that function as part of the you know re- web response handling. And, and it's like, well, how do I get the database handle in there? And, and since we're using a component, the database handle gets passed into the start method of this component, you know. And so then I, I had this like aha moment where it's like, oh, well, when the start method is called, I set up all my routes. And when I set up all my routes, I can partially apply the database uh, into, into the function. So I just write my handler. So it takes the database as the first argument and the request map as the second argument. And then I, I partial my resources onto that. And then I, I'm left with a function that only takes the one thing that Ring's going to hand it. Yeah, I think that's that's a, that's a really good uh, use for it. I, I also was thinking about that too, because I think that the the reason why partial works well in this case is because you have a, you're you're constrained to have a function that only takes one argument, and so when you want to have you know four things in your request handler, in addition to the request map, partialing those in, um, it, it feels more natural to do that. I mean, you could do instead of just using partial, you could also use the function literal. Like you could, you could, it would accomplish the same thing. But I feel like it's a little more, uh, a little harder to understand because I, I think a lot of times when I when I make use the function literal, I'm using it in the context of like I want to use a map or I want like the map function or I, I'm I'm going to use it right away. I don't generally use it for like constructing a function that I'm that I'm handing, you know, that that that, that I'm just using. Unless, unless I'm passing it to another higher order function right away. And so I think partial in web handler construction is, is a really, um, is a really uh, like appropriate way of using partial because it, 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 it makes it, it, it reads well. I think, I think that's the, the point is that it reads well. Yeah, yeah, it, it reads well. And, and you make a good point. Like partial becomes, the, the utility of partial becomes a lot more obvious when you're constrained because you're you're dealing with something that's higher order, something that takes a function as a parameter, and and it has decided that it will only hand that function one thing, <laughs> right? So so you have to partial is all about taking the function signature you have and filling in enough parameters, binding enough parameters <laughs> that you get to the function signature you need. For the higher order function. Yes, not the function you have, but the function you need. <laughs> right. And yeah, so you could use a map, like you could use a function literal, good old fashioned FN, right? And then and then just take take the parameters. But that's prone to a lot of duplication. And then, and of course, Clojure has this excellent form that I end up using more often than partial with a pound parenthesis, the, right? the, the reader, reader form. Right. Which I'm sure it has a good name, but I can't remember the name of that form right now. <laughs> actually, that's what I when I whenever I say function literal, that's what I mean, actually mean the pound function literal. Um, 
like that that because that is the one that I use by far the most. Every once in a while, I'll use like what I call inline functions, which are you know with actually fn, um, but the the literal the, or the the reader form as you as as we as we're calling it um, is way, by far uh, more more used in my code because uh, I think it's it ends up being a lot more concise actually uh, I think that you can you can pretty quickly see how a function is called by using the function literal yeah yeah and then the nice thing about the reader form is is it does support like multiple parameters if you need it. So if you're writing a reducing function and you need your first and second, you use percent one, percent two. But it also you can control where this thing is going to go in the in the argument list. And the most common problem I end up with with partial is partial is only putting things in the first position in the first parameter position. But sometimes I need to put it in the last parameter position or <laughs> not not very often in the middle it mostly comes down to sort of this tension between you know the the map position first position versus the list position <laughs> last position and in, in function like that convention enclosure where collections tend to be in the last position and objects and maps and 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 things you know like that tend to be in the first position yeah yeah, it's interesting. Like, I wonder why there's a partial function, but there's not like a, I don't know, R partial that like just puts taxes arguments on at the end. Um, I think it would, the, I think partial is confusing enough by adding our arguments to the beginning. If we had something that added arguments at the end, I think it would, I think it would, it, I think it would be too confusing uh, to use. That Like, the, I think that that's why it doesn't exist probably. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I could vote for like, P F and P E <laughs> because if partial was spelled like with a P <laughs> instead of P A R T I A L, I mean just spelling it, it's so oh, oh it's so long. I would use it. I would <laughs> use it more. I would use it a lot more I, yeah, if it if it, it just weren't so long. But it is clear. Like when you read it, you're like there's no <laughs> mystery, right? None of this gobbledygook. You know, two letter character two character function name that doesn't necessarily make sense no that and that's the thing is once you understand the the, the words like you the enclosure core that they, they tend to be something things that stick in your head um, and there's there's not a whole lot of shorthand but but yeah I agree that it, there are some function names uh, like complement and frequencies and you're just like oh my goodness yeah tab complete take me away you know save my day. Uh, <laughs> I suppose we could go for some good German words if we if we really want nice long words, but closure is in English. <laughs> yes, for better or for worse. But I, I think... will say, partial does have some benefits that that when you run into it, you, that it it's great because partial does deal with multiarity. That's that's the thing with using the reader form or or making your own. Is if you do have a multi-arity function, then you you can run into a situation where you have now locked yourself into a very specific number of arguments that can be passed in, and and partial you can just partial one thing on and and leave the multi-arityness of the rest intact. 
Yeah, and I, and I think that's one of the reasons why, like, it it's, it wor- works well if you have if you're using partial to construct functions that you then it's like you know def function name not def n but def function name partial like where you're creating a family of functions and they're all just variations on a, like a particular um, function that like that needs that needs to be parameterized um, because then. Then, then you you do keep that oh, that arity open, which is which is very useful in closure. Oh yeah, that's that's a good use. That that idea of creating a bunch of of simple little derived functions. I've I've noticed that I do that mostly in closure script for event handlers. You know, so I have this like generic event handler that does most of the work, and then I def um, a bunch of functions using partial that that binds very specific arguments in and then and then in the code the only value that's going to get passed into like the on click handler is going to just be the the event you know so so i don't have to bind anything else in there and then and then it's not recreating the function reference every time for example yeah that that is that is a useful time for using a a function constructor like partial or even the function literal uh, and then saving that because then you don't have to regenerate that that function every single time you're rendering your 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 user interface, uh, and that that kind of gets a little bit towards one of the one of the things that I like one one of the ways that I like using partial or I find partial useful is when I have a function that has I don't know like three or four arguments, and I just want to specify the first argument for that. So if I was to use a function literal, like it'd be like pound function name argument that I specify and then percent one percent or sorry percent two percent three percent four like I'd have to keep going higher and higher to fill in all those extra arguments but if I just say partial function first arg then I I all of those other arguments are pushed off I don't have to specify them all in my function literal so not only am yeah, I ex- binding exactly. it to a particular arity I'm also having to be ver- overly, overly verbose and repeating all those function placeholders yeah yeah, if the length of the placeholders is longer than the word partial, then <laughs> then I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I, I think that's a good that's a good generalism right there. Yeah, but but aside for my maybe not so academic reason, <laughs> yeah, like you say, yeah, you 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 really do get more value when you have a number of positional parameters and you only want to bind one, and then you're not constraining the arity. It it really works out well. Yeah, I think I think so. I think partial is a useful f- uh, function to construct other functions. But I I think what I've, you've said it before in this episode, and so have I. But I think by far I end up using the function literal or the reader l- function, so to speak, uh, by far more because of. Usually, like yes, I, I am locking myself into a particularity or whatever, but I, it, that's but that's the one that I want to use in this function. Like usually, I'm using it to 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 pass to like to make a function to pass to map, and so I, I really only want to have one one um one argument at the end there. And so having percent in my function literal is is actually more readable than using partial because then it's like I don't. I don't know where it goes, even though if I read partial, I know that it goes at the end. Like my mind knows where, but if I can't, if I see it in the code, it's much more explicit. And so then I, I tend up not using partial as much as, as I thought I would maybe, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. So then, 
One one of my uh, favorite uses of partial, one of the situations where I do really thoroughly enjoy using partial <laughs> is is at the end of like a, a, a threading sequence. So I love, so, so let's set this up a little, right? So you, you have a list of, of things. Let's say it's like a, a list of, I don't know, we, we like, we work with sports data a lot, right? So it's like a list of players. And so then you're, you're filtering out a bunch of players uh, based on some criteria. And then you end up with this like succinct list of players. And then I just want to, I just want to see all the player names that are like made jump through the hoops or whatever. Right. Especially if I'm in, in the REPL or if I'm, you know, using my, in it, my editor integration. <laughs> and so you fiddles. can use map. Yes. Yes. Fiddles. So then you can use map and, um, and then kind of map out the data that you want. But then at the very end, you can do something like partial apply string join and then your separator. Right. And then it's, it's really cool because you're taking whatever that list of results was and then you're, and it's like you're pivoting it sideways, right? Like you had this, you had this list of things that you just turned into a list of single things like, like, like player names, let's say. And then now you want to use those player names as like an argument to, um, to something, you know, or like STR, for example. And, um, and so then you can set that up with partial apply. And it's fun because you're, you are partialing a function onto apply, <laughs> which is a higher <laughs> order function. And then you're passing it another function, the string join. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good grief. And so, 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 but then it's even more fun because, for example, I was testing out um, a comparison function, right? So, I, so I had a, I, I constructed a map that had two fields that in theory, those fields should be the same, right? So, so they, I arrived at these two fields via separate comp computations. And so then I wanted to compare these fields and go, are these two fields actually indeed the same? And, and I wanted to go through every record in there. And, and of course, like I could do like a filter or something, but I wanted to see like all the truth values. And so I was, I, I did a map with Juxt, you know, so one of our favorite tools, I think we talked about Juxt first in this series, map with Juxt, and then the key for the first field, and then the key for the second field. And then I end up with this little short tuple, like list of two things. And then that goes into partial apply, you know, equal. <laughs> and then that turns into a list of true and false statements. Right. And then I can see the truth or falseness for all of them, which, yeah. which is just fun. And then so you like can... juxt and partial together, right? You, you, you end in threading. <laughs> yeah. And then you can pass it to frequencies and you can get a little table, like how many were true and how many were false. It's a yes. very, very quick summary of, of the, of the usefulness of your, or of the, the, ex, the correctness of your comparison. <laughs> yeah. So, so, Using partial on apply to kind of take the list coming in and pivot it to a, be a bunch of arguments, that's a pretty common idiom. Uh, it, I mean, it doesn't show up constantly, but it shows up often enough. It's certainly worth knowing about. And, and you can really set that up nicely with jux, 
right? Because then you can map, you can map partial apply whatever. <laughs> Your three right? levels of, of higher order function deep. It's 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 amazing how the the farther you get into using closure, the more comfortable you are composing multiple layers of, of higher order functions together and 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 the ex, like the exponential expressivity of that of that you know it's like it's 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 a testament to how how individually composable these things are together that we can mix them together in different ways to get what we want done yeah yeah and i think i think definitely one of the learning curves for me was understanding the language of function composition because because there's a lot of wonderful verbs in closure core that that are like list operators but but partial and juxt and apply these these are all verbs that take functions and make new functions right they're higher order and and I didn't really have a good point of reference when I went from OO into this <laughs> right and so as you as you become more familiar with this language of function composition, then you can read the code and it just it seems obvious. Like, oh yeah, it's very clear what it does. But but if if you don't know if you don't have that vo- vocabulary <laughs> in your in your working set of language yet, you know you well, read somebody's code, it makes no sense at all. It might as well be the big giant German words, right? <laughs> well, and and it's not, it's it's almost like your your mind is has has bent in that way. It's almost like a like if you haven't stretched and touched your toes in a while. Or if you've never touched your toes, like the first time you do it, it's going to be really awkward. But then over time, as you gain as you gain that sort of mental flexibility, you 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 can kind of see, and 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 like you were saying, this a partial apply. Like I don't know that I would ever see that in what it would call production code, like actually application code. But that's super useful when we're trying to bend data and try to figure out inconsistencies or. Or, or characterize it like there's there, there's things that I've done in in fiddle code, you know, when I'm exploring that I would never do in production code because once I figure out what the structure of the data is, now I know the exact f- transforms I need to do to 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 accomplish the business goal, and then that that code is it, it looks different, but but sometimes these mixing these things together really uh, it it adds the flexibility to the the data exploration side of of closure programming. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I I do notice in the exploration when I'm using this in the fiddle, I I really seem to and the REPL. Uh, and if you haven't heard our episode on fiddles, you should. We'll link to it in this episode, but you should go check it out. It's uh, editor integration, <laughs> basically. But I yeah, I if notice you think that REPL when is fast, fiddles are light speed. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. It's uh, yeah. Go check out our rep, REPL series. We'll link to it. But when I'm exploring data, I definitely notice I I want to be able to pretty rapidly and concisely uh, put together some statements to 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 bend it a certain way. I liked how you put that for sure. And this is where your higher order functions really really come in handy, including partial. Cool. Well, I think uh, I don't know about you, but I, have have we done a complete <laughs> tour <of> partial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we've only covered it partially. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's there's more things that could be applied. Partial could be applied to more things. 
But that's going to be it for us for this week. But we do love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what's on your mind. Yeah, please let us know if you're uh, if you've got a partial u- a, a use of partial <laughs> a partial use that uh, that that you find particularly useful. Uh, we we would love to hear about it because uh, we're always we're always learning. Um, there's definitely a, a lot of of nuggets out there and idioms that we that we don't know yet and that we would love to learn. Uh, so please let us know. Uh, send us a tweet at Closure Design on Twitter or an email sent at feedback at closuredesign.club will get into our inbox or hop into our closure design dash podcast channel on the closure and slack and uh and chat with us there we'd love to hear from you definitely and go on the web at closuredesign.club to find this episode and many more including that REPL episode that you should definitely check out and we will link to it in the show notes which you can find at closuredesign.club for this episode also <laughs> so much on that site. All right. Then uh, I think that's enough for partial. We will be back next week to talk uh, talk at you some more. Thanks for listening. 